I love that, like going between worlds, like telling really personal stories to then talking about really big ideas or like these specific scenarios with all this like really intimate imagery to then like just talking about how you're like your day. Like, I don't know, like just these big contrasts of like that we all live all of that. This is Interrupting Grace, a podcast from the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I'm Annie Stevens Gleason. While we are continuing to learn the stories of the people in this place, we are introducing our profile episodes of Interrupting Grace. In these episodes, we will sit down and ask the same nine questions to a person in our community. Our ministry spotlight episodes, as well as our Way of Love at Home series, will continue throughout the year with the addition of our profile episodes. This is our first episode of this format, and we sit down with Hannah Teeter. I'm Hannah Teeter, the new director of children's formation at Redeemer. Awesome. So Hannah, what's your story? Where are you from? So I grew up in Cincinnati um, in Mount Washington, and uh, I actually was, (laughs) I was just sharing this story with somebody the other day that uh, the Church of the Redeemer and the church where I actually grew up at St. Tim's are like equidistant from my home where I grew mm. up. And so it was kind of, I don't know if it was a coin toss or what it was like of where <laughs> we ended up going um, to church when I was a kid. But uh, I think the deciding factor was that my grandma lived closer to, uh, to St. Tim's and oh, also okay. started going there. So, so I grew up at St. Tim's. Awesome. Awesome. Um, what are three fun facts about yourself? Hmm. So I play guitar, which I feel like is like an old fun fact <laughs> like it's like old news like people already know that but i think, I think it's, it's fun yeah um i like it let's see i just uh i'm moving in a week from now but maybe when someone's listening to this it i'll already have moved but <laughs> um staying you know close by um but yeah i'm moving it's my first like big move ever that's awesome. Um, yeah. Let's see. Fun fact number three. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Um, fun fact number three. I like to put peanut butter and or almond butter or some kind of deliciousness on waffles when I make waffles. Ooh, They're very, very good. good. Very good. Um, what are you listening to these days? listening what have i been listening to music wise uh i've been doing a lot of feeling very nostalgic recently mm-hmm. so um i've been listening to like <laughs> spotify playlists that are revolve around like the 90s and early 2000s <laughs> perfect perfect um i've got like you know 90s hip-hop r&b and then like mm. poppy 2000s kind of stuff like things that I could just like that song comes on, I can sing along and just I don't really have to think about it yeah. and just yeah. jam out. And like, I remember all the little riffs and like all the little things. And it just is, there's a lot of comfort there. Um, I've also been listening to uh, Beyonce's. Well, I've been watching and listening to Beyonce's mm-hmm. new like audiovisual album. Which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Uh, it's just so good. Yep. Awesome. 
Um, what is your idea of a perfect day? Um, perfect day. I wake up. Uh, that's a good start. <laughs> wake up. No, um, wake up like it's that balance of like waking up before the alarm, but like not feeling like I should keep sleeping because the alarm hasn't gone off. Like you just mm-hmm. naturally are like, oh, you know what? Yeah. Okay. I'll get started. Um, or like when you wake up when you're camping and you just like the sun is just everywhere around you. And so you're like, huh? Yep. The day has begun. So <laughs> I'm getting up. Um, I like to have a good cup of coffee, but I'd say like what would happen in the perfect day is that I would get to see people that I love or people that I care about and just be able to spend time talking with them. And, um, I don't know, maybe we go like to a place where we can see something beautiful together or like something fun together. Um, definitely low humidity kind of day (laughs) not that those really exist around these parts but can dream and a really good meal that I get to help make but I'm not in charge of making but I get to Mm -hmm. help making it Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes um yeah I don't know and then be able to kind of drift off at the end of the day but know that I had a wonderful time with wonderful people. Perfect. I like it. Who has been the most influential person in your life and why? Most influential goes to my dad. Awesome. Steve Teeter is my dad and he is the best person that I know. And I think the grace and kindness that I didn't recognize as a kid Mm -hmm. sometimes, Mm -hmm. but that was definitely there with also you know some rigidity of rules and things to keep me from I don't know (laughs) totally undoing myself and like yeah (laughs) um but growing up with my dad and watching the way that he interacted with the world around him and his dedication and compassion for others um and now like as an adult I see him still growing and like learning and being open to um just new things Mm -hmm. and new experiences new knowledge I see him growing and I'm like wow so I I could do that like my whole life you know what is one of your most vivid memories I was kind of go I've I've started going through like what makes a memory really Mm, vivid mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so there are some memories I have that were like so embarrassing that Mm. I remember like every single part of it right like um I've been having a lot of surges of like oh my gosh remember that thing Mm, mm -hmm. um when I was in sometime like in late elementary school um, I'd had surgery and the day of, you know, they have you do the countdown mm-hmm. of, with the, uh, mask on and they're like, it's gonna smell like, uh, 
grape truck is driving by or something. I was like, what? They asked me to count down and then I woke up and I watched this Christmas movies. I don't even know. I don't even think it was Christmas time when I was there, but there was a Christmas movie on. (laughs) And so I watched part of that and they asked me if I wanted a popsicle. I said, I'll have an orange one, please. They gave me an orange popsicle. And on the way home, this was at Children's. So there's that McDonald's there on MLK. And mm-hmm. we were waiting forever in line, as you still do to this day. <laughs> but um, I really, like, I couldn't really ha- handle, like, food food, but I really wanted a milkshake. Mm. Um, I was like, I could take a milkshake. That'd be great. And they didn't, they told us the machine was working, which it was. And I got my milkshake, which is probably the only time I've ever received a milkshake from that, <laughs> from that McDonald's. Right, right. But it tasted awful because... Yeah. I'd had surgery, oh, and so all of that the... stuff was like mm-hmm. still. Uh, it was yep. so gross. Yep. And I can have milkshakes now, but it was a long time. It took a long time before I could <laughs> have a McDonald's milkshake, or oh, really man. any milkshake, because then that consistency also felt like it was. It anyway. just brings that it brings that memory back. And I remember I got home, um, and my mom and my dad were there. They were like, "Okay, the doctor said that you can have, like, ibuprofen or acetaminophen, Tylenol." Uh, if you're not feeling so good, like, how do you feel? And I was like, I don't know. I I don't feel great. Like, can I have that? And they're like, okay, here you go. And they handed like the, the capsules to me. And they were like the ones that have like the gel on the outside. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I guess just post surgery and like being tired and whatever, uh-huh. um, I didn't know how to take them. Like, I knew I had to put them in my mouth, oh, but no. I didn't know what else to do for some reason. <laughs> like, very strange. Like, obviously, you would get a cup of water and, like, swallow them. But in that moment, I was like, am I supposed to chew them or what do I do? And so I just put it on my tongue. And then I that's when I had the, like, how do I, what am I supposed to do with this? And I, like, sat in the bathroom, like, looking in the mirror. And I, like, eh, looked at my tongue and they're just starting to melt and I'm like oh my Ugh. gosh and then that so I went to my parents and I was like how do I take this <laughs> they're like what are you doing are you okay they're like drink water I'm like oh my gosh I'm <laughs> so sorry but yeah that day is very vivid it's just a very like but I mean bits and pieces of it right like really stand yeah. out if you could have dinner with anyone living or not who would it be my knee-jerk reaction, because I've been thinking about this person recently, is Zora Neale Hurston. I know that's, like, weirdly specific, mm-hmm. but I remember her – she came up recently in a conversation um, where we – a friend of mine that I met at Emory um, was talking about, like – sort of the whitewashing of literature mm-hmm. and how all of the classics it was like it was sort of like the classics are trash prove me wrong kind of thing I mean mm-hmm. in like it, more to like prove a point than to like fully say that they're all actually terrible because that's mm-hmm. not necessarily true and not all parts of them are all that way but like um it reminded me that when I took one of my English courses mm-hmm. in high school we were reading from these essays mm. um and one of them was Zora Neale Hurston she was like the only pro- she wasn't the only black author in the book but she was definitely the only black female author in the mm-hmm. book um in this collection of essays and I remember asking my my English teacher like 
why does Zora Neale Hurston get to write like this? Is what mm, I said. Mm, I was like, because that's how I want to write, because that's how people talk to each other, right? right? Like, there's right. just something uh, very grounded, but also like she would go between using like colloquialisms and then making these like really like highly articulate like articulated idealized kind of language of like really big words basically i was like she gets to go between these both worlds like but when i if i were to do that in a paper then i get a lower grade for it and um so i started kind of like reading more of her stuff and like Mm. really getting into that i would just love to talk with Zora Neale Hurston and hear her firsthand like yeah. telling stories um to hear that go back and forth of mm. just like communicating from one person to another to like expressing these really amazing amazingly big ideas and really beautiful pictures painted mm-hmm. with words mm-hmm. I would love that do you remember the essay how it feels to be colored me that's mm. the one mm. first published in the world uh in 1928 i wow. believe i just i like fell in love with it and with zora neale hurston i love that like going between worlds like telling really personal stories to then talking about really big ideas or like these specific scenarios with all this like really intimate imagery to then like just talking about how you're like your day like i don't know like just these big contrasts of like mm-hmm. That we all live all of that. It's so interesting, like, how you even described it. Like, so much of our childhood and education is, like, you're living, you have to you have to do this very specific thing. Mm-hmm. And then when your eyes are open to, like, they can live with each other, like, alongside each other, it's kind of, like, mind-blowing. I mean, it's, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I think I'm, I feel grateful for the Episcopal Church in that capacity because it almost allows for the same type of thing that, like, the church and Christianity and and that can live alongside your mm-hmm. own your your own your own life and your own whatever it is whatever would be the language but that's really interesting once yeah you the right and I mean for like the Episcopal Church I think the common prayer and then that allows for so much space of belief and mm-hmm. doubt and questions and so I think that's like the beautiful space that I saw in in Zora Neale Hurston's writing is like that all of these things can come together in one place. Yeah. And for the Episcopal church, that's our prayer and like our worship together. Yeah. Um, it's really beautiful. It is. So what part of the book of common prayer do you hold most dear? Oh, well, when I was in college, I used, the collects a lot um i i went i went to emory university and um when i visited campus you know three four months before i actually started going there uh there was an episcopal church like right off campus Mm -hmm. and then when i showed up in august of 2010 to go to school that building had been torn down Mm. (laughs) it was gone (laughs) but that was part of why I was like so excited to go there because I'd been so connected in the Episcopal Church throughout my childhood and young like kind of youth um that I was looking forward to having that 
available right Mm -hmm. um so then to find out it was just gone I mean there are like two other Episcopal churches that are not far from campus but as a freshman like with nowhere no way to get nowhere (laughs) um it was like a big hurdle so I started turning to the book of common prayer and the collect seemed like I know there's like actual places where you can do prayer by yourself and like right, that kind right, of thing. Right. But I don't know, maybe it was like expediency of being a freshman in college, just like wanting to tap into something and be it. like, good, yeah. great. I did it. It's done. I feel good. The collect sort of served as that for me mm-hmm. where I could search like, what am I really thinking about today or how am I feeling? And then being able to find, or what am I thinking about the world around me? Like the, greater world at large um what do I want to pray for and so the colics kind of became that mm. that space for me that's great all right uh what excites you right now I'm so well okay I'm so excited to move as much as it's also very anxiety producing that's its own kind of excitement right, right? yeah um but I'm really excited to to have that happening very soon like the possibilities there I think for everybody in lockdown it's been like I don't know I've been wanting to like take a trip or go somewhere and I'm Mm -hmm. like well I really need to stay at home and now my home will be a new space (laughs) so it's like I'm traveling to my new home right it's its its own little journey so I am really excited for that I am um also like I've been getting pumped up about getting to meet new kids new families uh Albeit virtually, I'm sure, like for for a little while, um, or for some while, you know, whatever that mm-hmm. looks like. But just being able to, I've already felt very welcomed by the Redeemer community, and I've only seen like such a small sliver. Right. Um. So I'm excited to like expand that and get to know more people and um have them get to know me and learn names. Like I don't know. I was thinking about I was like I could, if I used to do this by the, like the first day of camp I would know like every kid's name so I feel like I could do that even I if I can't see him in person right yep it's like the secret is you gotta make the name tags and then you can remember it more easily it helps you it does <laughs> but so yeah I'm really excited I'm really excited to meet people I feel like being in like my own bubble for for a while just I mean, it takes a toll on anybody, but I've also learned, you know, a whole lot of things about how I need community and how I really Mm -hmm. interact with community. Like I've, there are some spaces that I don't know if I would say I'd taken them for granted because I feel like I loved them while they were there, but I'd also sort of not realized how much I was tapping into that energy because I do consider myself to be like an introverted type where I re enter I can recharge on my own. I need space. Right, right. But I didn't realize actually that I was drawing a lot of energy from those interactions during the mm-hmm. day. But then I also still needed a little bit of like plugging back into myself yeah. to to feel like kind of like the closing of the the turning of the page, maybe like, okay, now is a new day. Um so communities have been a big part of that. So I'm excited to kind of like move move into new communities and new spaces that's great awesome all right are you ready for it dog or cat cat apple or android android i thought that was gonna be the case coffee or tea what is that coffee 
<laughs> Pepsi or Coke? I think Coca-Cola, I know this one too. 100%. Yeah. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. Hamburger or taco? That one's really tough because like it depends on what the ha- like where is your hamburger from and where is your taco from. Mm-hmm. But I would say generally I would prefer even a bad taco over a bad hamburger, so I think that taco would win. Great. Uh, this is my personal question to people. I feel that you can tell someone's uh, uh, personality if they like cherry or strawberry. Ooh. I would have to go with strawberry because there's so many like grossly cherry flavored things. Great. TV shows or movie? TV shows. Forest or the beach? Mm, I'd say the forest. Star Wars or Harry Potter? Harry Potter. Pen or pencil? Pencil. Candy or popcorn? Can you put the candy in the popcorn? Or... <laughs> I, mean... no, I, I think if I had to choose, I would go with popcorn. Like, especially if you're talking about, like, you're about to watch a movie. Mm. But, like, just, I make popcorn, like, every other day. So it's probably popcorn. <laughs> Great. Card game or board game? Ooh, card game. City or countryside? Countryside. Soup or sandwich? Sandwich. Nintendo, Xbox, or PS4? So I own a PS4. (laughs) Go on. It has a lot of great games. But my heart, like there's a special place in my heart for Nintendo. Hiking or biking? Hiking. Ice cream or snow cone? I, Because I feel like I eat ice cream more often and I like it, but I always go overboard with ice cream. I can't really go overboard with the snow cone. I really like snow cones that they are hydrating me and tasting yummy. Perfect. Snow cone. Perfect. Cake or pie? Ooh. This one's hard too. I love cake, but there's so many good pies. Like I, there's something so like homey about Mm. a pie. It has to be pie. I, I, I would, I like both, but like there's just pie is just, Incredible. Hands down. Last question. Pancake or waffle? It would probably be pancake. I feel like they're the same size, but the waffle just has a bunch of holes in it. <laughs> so you would get less stuff. Pancake. Great. Awesome. That's all I have. Cool. Thank you. Thanks Again. for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you to Hannah Teeter for joining us. And from the Queen of the Midwest, Cincinnati, Ohio, this is Annie Stevens-Gleason, and how are you, the interrupting grace? 